0: Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Today, we use the words believe and think interchangeably. And I think there's something to be said uh, for that recognition. Thinking usually comes we would say from the head, and believing comes from the heart, right? But now people are thinking with their hearts and not with their heads. That's why they say, well, I believe that I'll be better if I take this drug, or I believe that so-and-so won a particular election. I believe But that's the language of faith, and the language, well, for most, belief is the language of feeling. And feeling and faith are not synonymous. Believing and faith and thinking are not the same either. So, when you have an idea, when you have evidence, and you've come to a conclusion, say, I think. Use your brain. It's been given to you by God, your logic and your reason, and it's for that purpose. When you say, I believe, let that be connected to the things that you hope for by faith. Be very particular then. So if you're going to say, I believe, let it be about the matters that God has spoken to you of, and even more importantly, the things that he has promised you. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen. Notice those two words, assurance and conviction. How can you be sure about something that you hope for? How can you have the conviction that something is real and true even though you can't see it? You're not going to say, I think with conviction of things not seen. No, I believe. You're not going to say, I think, I have assurance that something will happen. No, you say, I believe, right? So these are the, this is the word of, in the language of faith. But assurance and conviction is not the same as just pure, you say, irrational hope. That's the other language that people are often confused about. They say they hope for things, or even more so, they'll say, I wish. But their hope, their wish, their dream... These are things that come from the imagination of their own hearts, from the dreams of their own minds. They're not grounded in reality. They're grounded in, well, usually some kind of irrational, long-distance idea, something that might happen. When we speak of faith, we're speaking of assurance and conviction. The only way you can have assurance be sure about something the only way you can have the conviction that is to know and believe in your heart is if god has said it to you even more importantly if he has promised it to you so the writer to the hebrews says for by it the people of old received their commendation by faith right so by faith we believe that god created the heavens and the earth And he did so by the word of God out of things that were invisible. Were we there? No. Has God told us what he did? Yes. So by faith we believe him. We haven't seen it. We can only take him at his word. Same with Abel. Abel offered a sacrifice according to the instruction of the word of the Lord given by his father, Adam. And because of that, he was commended as righteous. He acted not knowing whether God would accept his sacrifice, at least not by his own reason or strength, but believing by faith because he offered his sacrifice according to the word that God had spoken to Adam. So it was with the writer of the Hebrews in his sermon that he, he spoke of others that lived by faith. And that does not mean they lived with hopes and dreams and wishes that were grounded in their own hearts or their own imaginations. They lived by faith, meaning they lived according to the word that God had spoken to them, looking forward to things that they could not yet see, but that they knew and believed in their hearts by faith, by the working of the Spirit, through the word, looking forward to what God promised. Well, why else would you build a boat when you'd never even seen it rain? Think of Noah. God gave him the instructions. He was precisely described the vessel to be built. There had never been a boat like that before. He'd never seen rain. God described it for him, but that was as far as it could go. So Noah, for a hundred years, worked on that boat, building it only by the compulsion of the Holy Spirit working faith in his heart through the word that God had said. Of course, the example of Abram, as we heard in our Old Testament reading, Abram, who had no offspring, his wife, Sarah, was far past childbearing age. And yet God promised to them an off, a child, a son, an offspring, a seed, who would then also be the father of many nations with Abraham, whose descendants would be as numerous as the sands of the seashore the stars of heaven. Abraham would never see this fulfilled in his lifetime, nor would Isaac, nor would Isaac's son Jacob, nor would Judah, nor would David, nor would Solomon. Actually, it was never fulfilled until the last son of Abraham, Jesus, came and gathered to himself a church, as numerous as the stars of heaven as the sands of the seashore. Abraham acted by faith, Believing the, the word that the Lord had promised. Even when God commanded Abraham, Abraham to offer his son as a sacrifice, Isaac, on the mountain of Moriah, Abraham took him up on the mountain and was ready to slay his son because God said so. And God had promised that he would see that son bear many more sons after him. Abraham didn't know how that was going to work out. God provided the sacrifice. In his stead, and gave Isaac a little resurrection by faith, acting according to the word of the Lord, the Spirit working such faith in his heart through that word. And so we see it throughout all the examples given by the writer to the Hebrews that they acted and lived by faith, believing, not by sight, but with conviction and assurance. A conviction and assurance that was given to them by God and His Word. So it is for us. We as Christians don't live with some empty or vain hope. We don't live by our dreams and our wish, well wishes. Nor do we think, so to speak, about things that we'd like to have happen. But instead, we believe. We have faith, not in our own ideas and our own imaginations of our minds, but rather in the word that God has spoken to us, what he has promised to us. What has he said to you? What promises has he made to you? In your baptism, he said, you are my child. Today I have begotten you. He gives you his holy name, and with his name, you have the promised inheritance. What is that inheritance that he gave you in your baptism, or promised you in your baptism? One that you now receive by faith and will finally receive by sight on the last day. You're not, little flock. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The kingdom. That's where your treasure is. That's where your heart is also. Looking forward in confident, convicted, assured hope of that kingdom which is to come a kingdom you now have here in the church by faith, and then we'll see face to face. All of the saints lived by faith, trusting in the forgiveness of sins that God had promised them in his covenant, in his testament, ultimately fulfilled for them in the death of Christ for their sins. And where there is forgiveness of sins, death has been overcome, and life is given. And where there is life, such life that comes through the forgiveness of sins, there is an everlasting dwelling. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on earth. For the people who speak thus, that is, who speak that they live by faith, I believe, make it clear that they are seeking a homeland As it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. And therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them such a city. So it is for you. Tonight, you live by faith. That is, you live with the confident and assured hope that where Jesus forgives your sins in his body and blood this evening, he is giving you life. And that life will last not just for a day or a week, or even just for a few more years or decades, but into eternity. Even though we die, yet we shall live. And behold the glory of God. See his face shining upon us as we, with all the saints numbered, gather around the marriage feast of the Lamb and his kingdom, around his throne, in the kingdom that has been prepared for us. Therefore, Sell your possessions and give to the needy. Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I believe in the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen.